Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 177 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Yes! Um, I am Andy White and I'm joined by Kelvin Newman. Hello everybody at home. And uh, today we are looking at SEO from an external standpoint. Yeah, kind of an off-site point of view. So um, we're kind of continuing our um, series of Beginner's Guide. So we last episode, um, probably last week, because that's how we schedule these episodes, um, we talked about um, on-site SEO. It was a real brain dump. Yeah, that no, was good. And I mean, we've got a similar kind of episode here, but we're talking about sort of the second half of um, SEO. So kind of link building, content strategy, some of those topics really. And it's kind of a beginner's guide. So if you're doing a lot of this already, you might be kind of familiar with these terms. But, you know, it might be good to kind of give you a bit of a refresher. But if you're coming new to the podcast and you're really interested in learning about how you can try and get your website to rank better once you've done the technical stuff, this hopefully will be very, very useful to you. So I'll dive straight into that in a second. Just one sort of bit of news um, that's always good to kind of share in these episodes is um, Brighton SEO is coming up soon. So that's taking place on the 14th of September. Um, The main tickets for that conference sold out in an hour or so, all 1,700 of them, which was a little bit crazy. But but we do still have a couple of slots available for the workshops that are running, which are kind of paid for training events that take place the day beforehand. Um, so we've got five running. Um, we've got one on advanced link building. So if this is piqued your interest in terms of link building, mm. um, there's an advanced session on that, which would be really useful. There's one about content strategy and content marketing, um, which is kind of, again, some of the topics we'll touch on here. And then three that aren't really hugely connected. So one about advanced Google Analytics, which is really good if you kind of self-taught yourself Google Analytics, but you only kind of, you know, you don't. You think there's more that you could learn, so that's a really good session there. And then two that are kind of a little bit more geeky and technical, so one about kind of rich snippets and microformats. And then um, the final one about kind of using APIs to build SEO tools, which kind of goes a bit over my head, but I know is very, very interesting and useful to the people that are so inclined. So yeah, if you're interested in those, all the details are up at brightonseo.com forward slash workshops. And yeah, if you're interested in those, drop me a line and I might even be able to do a little bit of a discount code if you give me an email at Kelvin. Newman at sitevisibility.com. And the exciting thing is it's at the Dome again, isn't it, Kelvin? Yeah. And you're using the upstairs yeah, seats so, too. Yeah, so the, the venue with the main conference is the Brighton Dome. It's also the venue for these workshops are, but they're in a slightly different bit of the building. But yes, yeah, the Brighton Dome, which is a big theatre in Brighton. It's actually where ABBA won Eurovision. I was going to say that. It's, it's yeah. historic because yeah. of that very fact. 
So yeah, I mean, it's last time we were there, we had <clears throat> only the downstairs with a thousand people, and there was me playing swing ball in front of a thousand people in in, in the theatre where Abba won Eurovision. Also, there was some amazing SEO talks, but also some stupid shenanigans. Can you tell us what it. year that was, Kelvin? No, that was just this year. So that oh, when Abba won Eurovision. Yes. Oh, I give you a clue. So that's nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Seventy-two. I think it was three. Perhaps one of our viewers can let us know. Yeah, let us know. Um, should we get, in fact, we've got a computer, SEO. Andy. Let's, let's oh, find this out. So. Oh, he's, no, he's Wikipedia. He's Googling ABBA. Killer Universal of pub Sometimes. quizzes. Shall um, oh, I keep you amused while he's just doing that? Yeah, 1974. So oh. two years out, I would Oh, appear. I was only one year. I was closer. Oh, oh, mate. I don't know, I don't know actually. Where are we? Um, I'm, I'm sorry, listeners. This is supposed to be a, a podcast about SEO and, you know, sort of... Yeah, so they entered, yeah, okay, they entered in 1973, we didn't win, but they um, won in 1974 in Brighton. So. Well, there you go, there you go. There you go, fat fans. Right, on, off-site, off-site, yeah, off-site, yeah, off-site yeah, I'm going to be talking about the beginners. L- yeah, link building and then kind of moving on to some of the Calvin tracking. Calvin Newman, the floor is yours. Okie doke, so one thing we always try and start with, um, site visibility, when we're working on a link building campaign, is to kind of analyze the profile of who, who is already linking to you um, because if we're able to understand that we're kind of in a pretty good position to make some better decisions regarding the future of our um, link building techniques ah you might hear another lovely sound there. that's a lovely cup of tea coming in so thanks for that Mila um, but yeah so if we know who who's already linking to our um, website we can kind of try and do more of the stuff that's working and if we're looking at our competitors we can see who you know, other links that our competitors have got that we might be able to kind of learn from or replicate to some extent. So you kind of want to be asking yourself questions like how many sites are linking to ours, kind of how authoritative are those sites, and kind of what anchor text, so what are the words that people are using, the underlined blue text that people are using to link to you. So, um, you know, to kind of give you a sense, there are lots of people linking to you using the word click here might not be as valuable as people linking through to you saying SEO agency say for example now there's a bit of complexity to all of these it's not just more is better but there are things that are generally you want to be looking for to trying to understand now there's a number of tools out there that kind of allow you to look at things like link volume um my preferred um tool that's just available off the shelf is majestic seo um and because they're quite good because they can show you it over time as well um but there's also open site explorer which is available from the guys seo mods both of which are kind of freemium tools so there's an you can use use them for free Mm. you won't get the full functionality to really do a great seo campaign without paying a bit of money for them um or paying money for a tool that taps into their apis um but if you're just a beginner go to opensiteexplorer.com or majesticseo.com and you'll be able to get some pretty interesting insights just just for free there um I also look at authority. So if you look at volume was one, right? First one. So we talk about this VARVAR a bit of site visibility. We've done episodes on that previously. I remember that. um, So yeah, you're looking at volume. You're then looking at authority. So most of these tools like Majestic SEO or um, Open Site Explorer have a kind of Majestic SEO call it AC rank and um, Open Site Explorer call it Moz rank. But basically it's kind of an approximation of page rank, really, Mm. which is all about giving a website a, a, a score about how authoritative it is. So on all of these tools, you can sort by that tool. And generally, you want more authoritative links and not so many um, you know, low authority links. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a, a good tool to look at as well. And kind of, you know, um, ask yourself as well, what pages of your site are they linking to? What are the most authoritative sites? You know, all these different things, really. But basically, you, using a tool like that, you can get a sense of the authority of the links that are pointing to you as well. Um, Velocity is one that we kind of use in our Varvar one, but I'm not going to go into any detail on that because that's bit that's not that's kind of intermediate SEO. Um, 
but you also want to be looking at the anchor text that people are using as well. So that's the, yeah. when someone on another page links to your site, are they using click here? Are they using your brand name? Are they using, you know, um, a keyword rich anchor text? Um, all of these tools show you that. So what anchor text they're using. Whenever I, whenever I link to another one of my sites, I always yeah. make sure I use sensible words yeah. rather than just here. Yeah. That, and I mean, that, that's, that's real or good practice. this article. Yeah. And if you're controlling these, you know, if you're controlling these links to any extent, which some of these methods you'll use, you probably, you know, will, um, you know, control to some extent, try and think about the words that you're using. Now, you can have too much of a good thing. Mm. And particularly some of the more recent Google updates are seemingly kind of penalising people who have gone too heavy handed on this. So <laughs> well, with got, an entire paragraph as, as anchor text. Well, more. more <laughs> Or if in terms of they've got like 10,000 links all using the words cheap flights or oh, right. uh, free yeah. bingo or whatever it is. Mm. So try and keep it natural. Try and kind of think about the key phrases, but don't get too kind of regimented about it because that, that's where it can go a bit wrong. So just try and, you know, when you're building links, don't worry too much about the anchor text. But if you've got a bit of control, try and make them contain a few of the keywords if possible. And if you are controlling them to any extent, don't always use the same. Mix it up. Have a bit of a variety in those phrases. So what are some of the basic link building tactics that you can conduct to get traffic to your website? Well, directories is kind of, you know, perhaps not as important to the SEO um, link building world as they once were. um, But directories are still a relatively good way early on in a campaign to get some links pointing towards your site relatively quickly. That in some cases can be quite trusted. So you kind of want to prioritize the most trusted website um, directories. So, you know, kind of like best of the web is perhaps being a good example of that. And, you know, Yahoo directory, if it's still available in your country and blah, 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 and all kind of different caveats there. Business.com is another good one as well. So they're good. And also kind of research appropriate business directories because business, you know, directory submission gets a huge amount of stick in the world of SEO because people are just submitting to my crappy SEO directory.com, right? <laughs> That's not real directory that submission. That may exist, actually. Yeah, it probably does. Or, you know, high page rank 7 directory.com, directory with a Z as well, and all that type of thing. They're not the directories you want to be worrying about. You want to be trying to find, okay, is there a sector-specific website? So if you are a hairdresser, is there a hairdresser's directory? If you are a veterinary surgeon is there a vets directory that you know if you're based in swindon in the uk is there a swindon business directory if you're based in halifax in canada is there halifax you know canada business directory they're the ones you want to be worrying about rather than you know seo directory 74.com um and kind of you know feel free to submit local branches or other divisions if you've got those in the directory system as well now whenever you talk about link building and very quickly on comes the the topic of link buying where to some extent you're paying people to buy links from google now that's pretty clear cut um in google's guidelines buying links for seo purposes so those that pass seo value is against their guidelines and therefore sort of kind of known colloquially as black hat seo now it's not quite as simple as that because well if i'm paying uh, someone to produce an infographic that people link to is that buying links probably not in Google's eyes but is sending someone a freebie that then they then review is that paid link so it's, it's not cu- kind of cut and dry there how, how does Google know if you've paid for some well, links there's kind of like pretty basically like most link building uh, most link buying that's going to have a real bad negative impact on you is obvious right it's mm. websites that would never websites that would never get links mm buying websites from other websites that would never link to them in obscure places which are trying to like hide the fact that this transaction has taken place. So, you know, links in footers from websites about cricket linking to, you know, holiday sites in, you know, 
oh, I don't know, um, Spain, right? So there's no reason okay. for a cricket site necessarily no. to link to a Spain site Looking in the footer of its Differences site. in genre. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you are going to buy links, which people will do, and it, you know, it's... You know, different people have different views on to what extent they should follow Google guidelines. Um, do think about, like, advertisements which are actually going to drive you traffic, first of all, because the chances are that these pay links probably aren't really going to have a huge amount of SEO value. They may even get you penalised. I mean, if you are doing it, try and get it from authoritative sites. You know, don't, don't, buy, whatever you, don't, don't buy links. It's the safest advice in the world. But if you are going to go down that risky route, don't buy them from terrible websites. That you would, you know, the, the simple kind of taste test is if you look at that website and it's embarrassing to have a link from... You don't want to link from it, do you? So kind of a, and avoid pages with large numbers of outgoing links. Um, in some cases, though, you can just ask people, webmasters, to link to you. And, you know, it's not always successful, but where there's a logical reason for them to do that, in many cases they will. So kind of ask your partners or suppliers if, you know, <clears throat> you could provide testimonials for them. And when they provide your testimonial, they link back to your website or... Kind of contact some relevant non-competitors and talk about, well, you know, could we work together on a piece of content? <coughs> and content tends to be the way that works the best, really. It's kind of, can you exchange some unique content in return for links? And that works really well. As Calvin takes a glass of water. Another Sorry, final type of kind of, yeah, basic um, link building to think about. It's kind of social bookmarking. Um, now... Basically, this is never really going to be the highest quality types of links where you're deliberately going and bookmarking sites to try and get them, you know, to rank well in Google. That doesn't work. But sometimes we found that if you've got a link on, a, you know, you get featured in maybe not the Daily Mail, but like, I don't know, your uh, industrial drill supplier and you get featured in industrial drills monthly. And that website isn't that. It's already trusted in your sector, but like Google don't really know about them. Now, we have in the past used social bookmarking to that page that's linking to you to try and get Google to index it quicker, and that can work quite well. But mostly, most of our time now, sort of 70 to 80% of our time at SV is spent on more kind of content-driven link-building ideas. That's things like, you know, producing articles for other websites that take guest contributions. Um, Using tools like my blog guest can work quite well there. But again, try and actually produce content that's real valuable because that's where people go wrong and go well how can i t- generate 150 articles in two hours you know it's if, if you're not spending a decent amount of time on these articles no one decent is going to want to publish them mm. no one decent wants to publish them they've got no value so that's kind of makes sense there as well we also kind of like try and use pr syndication as well so there's some pretty good press release wires out there that you know can be extremely effective if you're able to put together a good press release and some of those press release wires do indeed you know get viewed by journalists some of whom do go on to write articles as a consequence of that so try and you know use pr syndication that way as well um but generally what we find is kind of writing content that you put on your site that people can't help but link to is the best way of doing that so to give you a prime example as we published you know as we started recording today i hit publish on a brighton seo site of a survey we did of 375 people in seo and what their salary was and how many years experience they had and all that type of thing i know that article is gonna get a bunch of links right because it's useful now it wasn't hugely complex for us to put together it was just a google doc and then some analysis of that and you know um, a bit, you know, some hours in Excel with people who know what they're doing. Um, but in the scheme of things, it wasn't, you know, wasn't writing a novel or producing a, you know, epic YouTube video that, you know, rec- you want to go viral. Mm. It was a relatively simple process. So what you do is you kind of go, well, what are these types of pieces of content that I can produce relatively easily? 
<clears throat> that people are going to want to talk about, are going to want to link to, and then how can I get that in front of the people who have the ability to link? And that's what link building fundamentally comes down to. Um, if you're at all interested in link building, I've got a book, an ebook, entirely free. It's available at clockworkpirate.com. You have to pay the tweet. Um, so you have to say, I'm downloading Kelvin's book. That's the only downside to it. Um, but that's kind of like, a, I don't know, a um, couple hundred pages on how to build links. So you might find that useful in breaking down some of the specific tactics that will work well. Well, worth a look, people. <coughs> and moving on. So my final bit in my section today is kind of talking about tracking for SEO. So how do you measure SEO? Now, this kind of fits into some of the on-site stuff, but also some of the off-site stuff as well. Well, you can you know track rankings. Now, we've used a variety of tools over the years to do this. Advanced Web Ranking are one of the sponsors of Brighton SEO, so I'd be remiss not to recommend them in the in the pitch there as well. There's also kind of free tools like Rank Checker for Firefox that um, SEO Book produce. Um, there's also tools like Raven SEO, who we've interviewed previously. There's um, Authority Lab, which is an API that they're a sponsor of Brighton SEO, um, but they kind of like if you're the, if you can use APIs, they do rank checking that you can access through APIs. You know, there's 101 ways of doing it, but you kind of want to be tracking your rankings to some extent. Now, they're not perfect because everyone's results are personalized. Every Lots of results are geographically personalized now as well. But so you, you've just got to bear in mind that when you're tracking rankings, you aren't tracking the definitive rankings. You're just tracking an indication of whether they're improving. And that's the important thing is about momentum rather than specific rankings. Mm. So are our rankings increasing is the question rather than am I ranking position six? You know, the question you should be asking. And, you know, the best way is actually looking in analytics. You know, we always recommend Google Analytics because it's free, um, but there's lots of analytics packages out there. And really the way you should be measuring your SEO campaign is looking at how much traffic am I getting from Google, you know, from search? How much more is that than I got from the same period last year? And how is that, you know, um, converting? So you can tell how many sales have I got from search how many conversions have I got from search and how many of those are incremental really, really easily in Google Analytics. And that's how you should be measuring to your boss or to your, you know, your client about how successful your campaign is. Rankings can help you and sometimes like clients and, you know, bosses like comfort of looking at a ranking report. But we've had situations where we've improved great rankings but not had great improvements in traffic because the traffic's been declining. So that's not any value to them, is it? If you're kind of trying to build a business case of investing in SEO and you get them to number one for their key phrase but they don't get any more sales for it, that's bad SEO, you know. But you Mm. might actually on another phrase have um, got them from position five to position four which you might not feel was a great achievement but the traffic went up and you got a good meta description there and, you know, you were able to do some conversion rate optimization that meant that, um, the site converted better and you got more sales, that's good SEO. That's good internet marketing. Um, and rankings kind of can be an indication of that, but traffic and ultimately conversions at what the success or failure of a campaign is dictated by. It just shows you actually, Kelvin, doesn't it? It's a combination of all those factors like multiplied together. Yeah. And if one of them goes down but all the others are going up, the whole lot can go down. Yeah, very much so, very yeah. much so. So yeah, that's kind of summing up. I mean, it's a huge topic. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm really keen on it. I've written a book about it. I'm that much of a geek about link building. Um, but yeah, it's, it's important, but fundamentally it comes down to how can I get more people to talk about my website? And in most cases, that is by producing good content that appeals to your audience and putting it in front of the people who have the power to link. Fantastic stuff, Mr. Kelvin Newman, <laughs> the king of the link. And the, and the king of the cough today as well. But yeah. And the king of the cough, yes. He's that's, got having a cold, that's having a cold and drinking my tea softly to try and um, you know, make the cough yeah. go away. But hopefully hopefully, people have struggled through that and found the, the link building advice and a little bit of tracking advice helpful um, in terms of understanding the basics of SEO. 
Well, um, we'll be back next time. I think we're talking about, is it pay-per-click for beginners? Pay-per-click is next on our list. Not to be confused with pay-per-clip, it's pay-per-click. Yes, yeah, no, nothing to do with stationery, all to do with dynamic search advertising. Goodbye from me, Andy White. And goodbye from me, Kelvin Newman. See you next time. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five oh. If you're inside the UK, it's O one two seven three two five six one five oh. And you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 